Okay, you all can take a seat. And now we come to kind of the interactive part of our, uh, of the service. It's the place where there's usually a sermon, but I thought we'd do, try something a little different this morning. We're gonna do a bit of a theological reflection. And I have a microphone here, which, um, Martha, could you pass it out to people as they seem to need it? Thank you. So I'm gonna ask you, and also people, people at home, um, it would be great actually to see all of the people at home as well on the, on the screen. You don't need to see the word reflection for the moment, yeah. Um, I'd like you to think about what jumped out at you when you heard this gospel story. It's actually two visits of Jesus to his disciples. Anybody have any thoughts about what, what, what really spoke to you? What, what words, what happenings that happened really spoke to you? Um, I have some. Um, I had um, a, a peace be with you. He said it three times. And also um, when he said, Thomas said, my Lord and my God, like there was a, a sort of a change there it was not only my Lord, but Jesus was being acknowledged um, as his God as well. So it was, yeah, the peace be with you. And also the breathing too, um, that he actually breathed over them. That, um, that was sort of felt significant. Okay. And thanks for getting us started, Lynn. I appreciate that. Any, anyone else? Stop doubting and believe. Um, yeah. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Anyone else? Go ahead. Maybe for me also the word peace. Peace. Peace really jumped out there. Peace. Yeah, that's an important word, isn't it? Uh, for me, it's uh, blessed are those who have not seen but yet believe. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the last verse in the gospel, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Oh, thank you, Helen. Raksha, no? That, that was, you were going to say the exact same thing. Great minds think alike. I've written a couple of things, indeed, the, the breathing on and receiving the Holy Spirit. The fact that Tom and what, Thomas wasn't with them for the first time. Jesus speaking directly, thanks Martha, speaking directly to Thomas, do not doubt, but delete, but believe indeed. My Lord and my God, that just total worship which uh, was de depicted in that picture that we saw during the, the time that the gospel was read. I wonder if anybody here can actually identify a little bit with the, with the passage. Okay, the disciples who saw Jesus, who were in the room the first time and had this great experience and then told it to someone else and they were like, oh no, I don't believe that. 
And if that ever happened to you, that you had this great experience and told somebody else and they were like, nah. Maybe Thomas, you were out doing something else when other people had a great experience and you came back and you were like, nah, that couldn't have, couldn't have happened. Or, oh man, why do all the good things happen when I'm not there? I sometimes wonder, maybe Thomas thought that they were pulling a really major practical joke on him. You're like, oh, Thomas, guess what? We saw the risen Christ. No, 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 that couldn't be. They're just trying to get one over on me again. I don't know. Thomas was one, was part of the group. He was a member of the community. Does anybody remember um, the story of, of Lazarus? When they heard and that Jesus was going, he, he said, let's go with him so that we may die with him. He was pretty gung-ho. But he was absent that first time. I wonder, why wasn't he there? Because the gospel passage tells us that the disciples were really scared and so they had the doors locked because... And maybe this disciple that we call Doubting Thomas all the time, he was actually Brave Thomas because he went out because, you know, somebody had to buy food. Somebody had to see what was going on out there. Maybe he was Brave Thomas. Maybe he was Servant Heart Thomas going out what to do what everybody else was chicken to do. We don't really know. We know that he was willing to die with Jesus earlier. So maybe he was just the brave one. Things had to be done and he was like, okay, I'll go out. Or maybe he did just feel a little bit left out. Maybe they, you know, maybe they teased him because he had a twin. I don't know. Things can happen. You don't really know. Maybe for some of us, it can happen that even we, when we are a part of a community, can have a bit of a crisis of faith. Maybe we miss that one really great service that everybody was talking about, or that really great worship event, or what have you. We miss taking the Alpha course and then we regretted it. Maybe we listen to about what other people talk about when they've experienced something, they've had a meeting with God, and, and they're like, but that's never happened to me. It's all well and good for them, but I wasn't there because I was actually out doing real work. I was doing stuff that needed to be done. Okay. I'm going to share two experiences of my own of feeling left out. Um, they, ha they are from relatively early in my walk with Jesus. Um, so I became a Christian shortly before Christmas. And I went to all of the meetings and, you know, I went to a glow, I went to praise and worship nights, I was, you know, and I kept hearing people talking about how much they love Jesus. Now, okay, I thought that I had a really good love of Jesus, but 
you know, that it was personal. It was, it was personal, and I, I couldn't quite understand it. And Easter time came up, and I remember thinking to myself, I had another question of, Jesus, what must it have felt like when you were going to the cross, when you were carrying the cross, when you were being nailed to the cross, what did that feel like? Because I was, I was just upset about this. And so I had actually two questions. And what happened was in the course of the Good Friday service, I think the, the passage was being read about what was happening. I think it was the long passage that we usually ring the story. And at some point, I felt just this incredible sense of love, just over, you know, kind of overwhelming, washing over me kind of love. And I realized that's what Jesus feels for me. And I noticed, and I didn't think of it at the time so much, but I noticed after that when people were talking about Oh, Jesus, you know, in prayer, talking about, oh, Jesus, we love you so much. I actually, I got it. I was like, ah, okay. I had another experience about, you know, we, people talking about, oh, I've really felt the presence of God in that service. Or, hmm, and I thought, okay, what am I missing? What am I missing? And so I prayed about it, because by this point, I thought, okay, you know, God has answered this prayer. And I prayed, and I was waiting for like a, you know, that didn't happen. Instead, what happened, I suddenly realized that actually for the longest time, I get like goosebumps sometimes when a scripture, a passage of scripture is read or a song is sung. You know, it, I just get this experience. It's not because I'm cold or anything else, but it's this... And I suddenly realized, Chris, you were praying for something that you already actually had. And God opened my eyes to see that I was actually experiencing already the presence of God. Now, God is with us when we meet together under any circumstances, but sometimes he can give us each in our own way and the way that makes sense and works for us a sense of his presence. And so I asked for it, and God gave it to me. And that's something that I think that we can really, when we look back at this passage in the gospel, Thomas, he came in, he was upset, he missed out, and he was very, very clear about what he needed in order to believe. So very clear. And I don't know if you noticed, Jesus, when he comes in, so the first time Jesus came, he showed them his wounds. Thomas said, this is what I want. I want to be able to see the wounds, and I want to put my hand in his side. Jesus offered exactly what Thomas needed, exactly what Thomas needed. A lot of historical art shows Thomas actually poking in Jesus' side. 
Okay, I didn't use that because I thought it, that wasn't actually true to the, to the scriptures because what the gospel records is that when Jesus showed him and offered what he had been asking for, what Thomas did was assume a person, you know, he worshiped my Lord and my God, no hesitation whatsoever. So my takeaway there is it's okay to be honest to God about what we need to have our faith restored when we've taken a hit to faith. It's okay to be honest because he knows. Another takeaway, and I'm not going to go into the whole story about it, is that once we get what we need, we need to be prepared to respond in faith. Now, Thomas is traditionally regarded, regarded as the apostle to India. And uh, I have... Apparently, these are Thomas crosses. Maybe now we could get the, um, the, the Thomas cross up on the, on the, on the beamer. Um, I don't know why it's called a Thomas cross, honestly, because, but I think it's just the traditional cross that is used um, in, in India. Um, I think I had one more thought about serving. Um, Sorry, I'm a little discombobulated, but sometimes we serve. A lot of people serve in this church. You know, there's a lot of stuff to be done to keep the building going, to keep us going during, uh, uh, during COVID times, keeping everything going. It's, it takes a lot out of us. It can be e really easy to fall into the trap of serving God and not experiencing God in worship. So it's really important that people are able to take their turn to leave the people who are serving, um, you know, back there, that are technical guys who, so, who are there all the time, people who are on the beamer, people who are on the welcome team, so they miss out on the beginning part of worship. They're there, but not really necessarily in it because they're keeping an eye out to see if anybody else is coming in, see if anybody needs anything. Our worship team, when they lead worship, they've got to have their eyes on, the, on what they're supposed to be doing. They can't just like fall onto the floor and worship God, even if that's what they feel like they want to do, <laughs> you know? So it can happen. We do need, um, yeah, we need to be aware of those who serve as a community. Maybe we haven't been serving yet because we think that we're not equipped, because we think that, well, we haven't been here enough. You know, God will love to allow you to serve in whatever way you can. Those who were here last week might remember at the end of Dan's sermon, he was talking about that whatever small thing that we do to serve God is part of the truth that God is triumphant and is winning the battle against the darkness. So I mentioned it at the start of the service. I'm going to give another plug. Get in touch with Melissa. If you have a skill, if you have, if you 
pour a really mean cup of coffee, great. We need people who are willing and able to serve. So I'm gonna, we're going to have just a little bit of a, of a response to this. Um, I have made uh, Thomas crosses. Could you guys help me and hand both these? And I have a whole bunch of ballpoint pens out. Yeah? And so kids can color them if they want. Adults, I'd like you to think about, do you have any doubting Thomases in your life? Sometimes we call them prodigals, so they're people who used to serve, who used to come to church, and who were part of the gang, but who've dropped away for some reason. Yeah, maybe you can put your, write down that person's name. Maybe you know somebody who feels a bit left out and wants to be more part of the group. Maybe you yourself feel that way. Maybe you know people who are so busy serving that you know that they feel like they miss out sometime. Maybe you know that you are still having some doubts. Maybe you need something to be able to fully believe and worship and then be willing to be propelled into mission. So I'd like you to take just a couple of minutes, use the pens and the paper to, um, yeah, left side needs some. Do you guys have some yet? Nope, okay. Yeah. And at home, obviously, you're best situated to do that. You don't have a pretty cross already printed out on a little piece of paper, but you can do something yourself. And I, the reason I'd like you to do this is to just really anchor your prayers, really anchor your thoughts about this particular passage in a way that, um, yeah, you can continue to pray about during this Easter season as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. So I'll give you a couple of minutes to, uh, you can talk if you want, but uh, just a couple of minutes to do that.